welcome in to this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Pagnata. On this edition of the podcast, you will hear portions of an interview that I did on the other podcast that I am a part of, the Hustle Hands TV Worldwide Podcast, along with my co-host, Jameson Sharp, as we sat down and talked to former North Carolina kicker, Jeff Reed. We'll talk about some of his greatest memories from the high school level all the way up to the NFL level. And we'll start at the high school level where Jeff tells you about his best memory from his time at East Mecklenburg High School. Interestingly enough, that did not come on the football field. You know, the coolest thing is I know we're going to talk about football later, but the coolest thing is my my soccer, soccer was my life. Mm-hmm. And I just, um, we went... We were the very last seed to get in the turn. Well, one of the very last seeds because we did have a home game mm-hmm. to get into a playing game to get into the soccer playoffs my senior year. And we beat um, Roberson. I think they're in Winston-Salem or somewhere near there anyway. Um, pretty handily in the first round. Then we beat three teams ranked in the country to get to the finals before we lost. Now, the losing part stinks. But the fact that we barely made the playoffs and we were the runner-up in the state of North Carolina, mm-hmm. um, that speaks volumes of what a team can bring to success instead of all these individuals trying to be great for themselves. You love that bond. I do. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what happened when I was in Pittsburgh. Well, you know, the funny thing, we, we get this clear for all the Gamecock fans. We're the real Carolina. Yes, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. He I, said, I, I said. got into a conversation completely stone cold sober <laughs> with some Gamecocks fans, and I said, the sky is not garnet, the sky is blue. So we were the real Carolina because God appointed us that. So exactly. you guys move on. Sometimes in football, y'all may be this, but that's probably the only sport. Or maybe like rowing or something. I don't know. How to <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, let's yeah. move past that. So first year was Mac Brown right, with right. me. Um, he even invited me to walk on. What that means is, now Mac's a cool dude, mm-hmm. and he has kept in touch. So I can't is say it. His former Texas Mac Brown? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, he, he went, went to there. Texas after yeah. my freshman year. Oh, okay. Uh, actually, in the middle of it. <laughs> but uh, it's okay. He, that what people get, where people get like misled is, they're told, these are athletes I'm talking about. Right. In parents. Oh, you'll be treated just like all the guys. No, if you're not on scholarship, you ain't going to get treated the same. And I kind of knew that, but I didn't know. Nobody told me. Mm-hmm. So Mac Brown brought me in there. They treated me like gold, but then I saw the real the real walk-on status. Can't eat with these guys. You guys over here, we're not paying for that. Okay, whatever. My parents can hook me up. You know? <laughs> I mean, they work hard. They've, they've taken care of me this long. Why not for another year? Yeah. Two, three, who knows? So I moved past that, and then it's all of a sudden, walk-ons, we need you here at 4.30 a.m., get dressed, we're on the field at 5 a.m. It's dark, like, what are we doing at 5 a.m.? I know early workouts, I get it, but we're outside snaking the stadiums with all this weight on our backs. There's, I mean, there's no, it's kind of like they're making you quit. Nothing against the Tar Heels, this is just a walk-on in general. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that being said, he went, whatever, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tough dude. You throw up, you move on. If you don't throw up, you hang in there. If you don't want to be there, you transfer. That, I mean, those are options. You, or you quit college. Those are your options. And my parents would love me either way. What kind of family they are. So 
That being said, like you said, Carl Torbridge came in as the defense, defensive coordinator, became the head coach. Very likable guy. Don't know if he was ready to be a head coach. Right. Nothing against him. I can talk to Carl right now and see him yelling at me and spitting on me like Coach Coward did in Pittsburgh. <laughs> he's an NC State guy, but we'll leave that alone. <laughs> that's, a, but, that's another day. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's just like you're, you're looking at the dude and you're like, this dude's so intense. But like, I made the kick, but it didn't go down the middle, so he's mad at me. Really? Oh, it counts, but. Yeah. Okay. He, he wanted to perfect. But I was a walk-on, so I was kind of thinking maybe just yelling at me, but hopefully I'll quit. That's one less guy I got to worry about. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's not his attitude. He was a great. He was a great coach. He's a more defensive-minded coach. And for those days, we had a defense. We didn't have much of an offense. Right, right. Of course. <laughs> so it made him look really good. Um, not that we were fantastic, but with Mac Brown, shoot, my freshman year, I did. I ran out of the tunnel at home games, and I was the first one out, so I could be on TV. <laughs> Other than that, I, I didn't see the field for three and a half years, four years, and um, so we were number one in the country in defense. Number four, ranked. Only team he lost to was Florida State right. with Chris Winkie, Sebastian Janikowski, Peter Warwick, name the guys. I mean, that was, right. that, that was when Florida it's State was the real game, not the clowns they are today. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's a joke over there. Although there is a Sun Valley north from, uh, uh, where's the Indian Trail, North Carolina. I've, I've covered him since he was a freshman, and he that, is ridiculous. I watched him play last week, and yeah. that, that kid's a real deal, so Florida State will be good very soon. Well, he did visit Chapel Hill, so there are people that I, I don't well, think he's, smart, he's but... very committed, and they think what he was doing was he was visiting with Gavin Blackwell, who's a younger kid that plays wide receiver there. But as you know with Tar Heel fans, especially diehard Tar Heel football fans, any stroke of a, anything that they can kind of go in on, they're going to be like, okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> everyone says we're a basketball school. Have we had more success in basketball? Of course. Right. I mean, you can't really talk Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. We, we don't need to go any other names. <laughs> you know? Exactly. I mean, we can say a lot of great defensive players, offensive players at Chapel Hill and football teams. Uh, Michael Jordan's pretty prominent. That's why he owns an NBA team. And everybody else is kind of outskirts of coaching high school, this and that, coaching privately like myself in football. So after Tor Bush, he was great. John Bunny came in. I played for all three. You know, nine and three, ten and two, eight and four at the worst. We started off 0 and 2. We missed the SMU game because 9 11. We played Florida State at home. And me personally, I'm not a negative guy, but I was like, we're supposed to be good. We got Florida State next. They're number one in the country. Well, we beat them like 42 to, I don't know, 17 or something. We just destroyed them. So, you know, we, we, we ended up destroying Florida State, turned the whole season around. Yes. We, we went to the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, which I think it's just the Chick-fil-A Bowl now. I don't, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. And um, we beat Auburn, which right. Tommy Tumberville was there and basically told us in, as a group in the same room with us, Auburn here, Tar Heels here, the ACC has no chance of beating one of our teams. And we beat them. So, <laughs> so it was a pretty cool run after that. And I was a captain, and I was battling injury all the year. And I can make a lot of excuses in the world, but that was a great way to finish my year yes. in my college. So that being said, uh, my name is on a wire. Once you get released, you're on the wire. Mm-hmm. If you're on the wire, and because coaches call coaches. Right. I mean, you guys know this. I mean, if somebody's great over here, but doesn't make the team, this coach here is going to call this coach and say he was great there. Tell me his qualities. Tell me what's right. bad about him. Right. So I had nothing bad about me. So um, I had seven tryouts in 10 weeks. 
every city you can imagine. Um, New York immediately, I didn't kick good, didn't deserve the job. Um, that was the Giants. Went to Tampa, <laughs> Jacksonville. <laughs> Matt Bryant was there. They were ready to get rid of him. Right. And he, bless his soul, he's still kicking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he and is. he's kicking yeah, well. He is. Very awkward star, but still kicking well. You know? <laughs> Good for him. Um, I mean, Tampa, those Giants, Tampa, Jacksonville. Uh, shoot, I mean, the list goes on. Right. Pittsburgh was the last one. And the coolest thing about Jacksonville is that Coffin was there. Mm-hmm. And he's not the most personable guy in the world. <laughs> Maybe if you play on his team, he's a little different, yeah. but not a guy that's working out, especially a kicker. <laughs> um, so I went there. I was 12 for 12. I couldn't miss if I tried. I mean, I was mishitting balls that were going dead middle. All my kickoffs, except for one, were great. And he came up to me and he said, son, you have a lot of potential, but we're going to go with a veteran. And I said, I understand, uh, coach. I understand. It's another dagger to the heart, of course. Right, but it's just like you've, you've heard that four times now. Yeah. So. But, and I said, and I told him, and I said, Yes, sir, but the only way for you to know if a rookie can get it done is to give him a shot. That's all I said. And he goes, you're right. But he went Richie Cunningham. He used to play for the Cowboys before that. And he was good. He did well, but I outkicked him. And he was older than me, so I had a stronger leg and whatever, blah, blah, blah. So um, I ended up signing with Pittsburgh. We had four guys there at the tryout. It was sleeting. It was a field uh, full of mud. It was 20 degrees, 25 degrees. Perfect kicking you got Perfect. <laughs> Coming from North Carolina and Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even know what shoe to wear. <laughs> My kicking foot, yes. Plant foot, I'm like, I've never kicked in this. So if I fall, don't make fun of me. <laughs> you got Cower. You got the Roonies. You got Kevin Colbert. You got the organization out there. And there's four of us. And all of us fell once. Um, we all kicked about the same. It was I didn't stand out. And... Um, I hit the longest field goal, but also missed a shorter one. Mm-hmm. And all of our kickoffs were nine, ten yard line. They weren't perfect, but it was cold, right. you know. And I, I sure as hell wasn't used to it, so I didn't know about everybody else. And there were two veterans there and two rookies. So anyway, um, but everyone was complaining about the field, and I just laughed because I was like, "Is this where you guys play, or <laughs> we're working out?" <laughs> Granted, this, this, is, this is Heinz Field's second year in existence. Mm-hmm. So they didn't know how to, because the sun, they didn't build it where the sun hits the grass. Right. So, you know, and the sun's out 80 days a year in Pittsburgh. So it's not going to grow a ton anyway. So if you don't get turf, but they do replace the field a lot now, well, that's a different story. I don't even want to get right. into it. Um, so, you know, one guy went up, came down, said, nice to meet you all. I said, good luck. Another guy, same thing. Third guy comes down. He goes, you're the last one. They're sending me home, so I hope you get the job. I go up there. Kevin Colbert and uh, Coach Cower have a contract in front of me. I get the chills, and I'm like, so am I the guy or are you sending my <laughs> ass home too? <laughs> and, they're, and they're laughing. They're like, we're keeping you because of that attitude. Yeah. And I said, well, there's no reason to complain be frustrated. I said, you gave me a tryout. You've seen what I did at other teams. Give me a shot. And I, and they said, we are. And I said, now here's the only problem. This is the first tryout. 
I didn't bring anything besides a toothbrush, deodorant, oh. pajamas, and one outfit that's a Tar Heel outfit. Oh. And I know I'm going to get made fun of by my <laughs> teammates that I don't know yet. Yeah. Can I go home and be back at 6 a.m. in the morning? Um, you know, because I know we have practice set. We have to be at the facility today. And Kevin Colbert looks me in the eyes and he goes, if you don't get good against the Bengals, you can stay home. And I said, well, okay, I guess I'll stay here. <laughs> so I'm good, eight, mind. eight and okay. a half years later, two rings later, um, second in all-time points to Gary Anderson later, I was a stealer. Um, that's how it worked out. And um, it was not easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I didn't master anything, even though people even today on social media think I did. Um, I would never coach anyone to kick how I kick on that field. <laughs> I had to learn how to stand up. I had to learn how to, if it, it is going to be windy, but it's windy a lot of places. It's yeah. going to rain, but it's, it's going to rain a lot of places. It rains in Florida. Yeah. Um, it's going to sleet, but it sleets in Denver. It snows. But how can I stand up? Because my job depends on me standing up first. Mm-hmm. If I can't stand up, it doesn't matter if it's 80 degrees. Exactly. It's sunny. Um, so I didn't master anything. I had to um, improvise my whole career, and it was it was very stressful. Um, but when you believe in a higher power, and you believe in what you've been taught, and I'm super strong mentally, then you find a way to get it done. All right. So this the smaller one, even though it's not small, is from 2005, which was uh, Super Bowl 40 in Detroit, Michigan, which was the it's home of Seahawks. Against the Seahawks in the home of Jerome Bettis, mm-hmm. which was great to eat with his mother. She fed the whole team in her house. We were bumping shoulders. I can't believe she did that. And she wouldn't let us stop eating. So that's why we started the game a little slow. <laughs> <laughs> and this bigger one, as you see here, there's five Lombardis, which is the Steelers' fifth. That's mm-hmm. what that means. It's got the numbers under here. It's got my name on the side, my number, and then the score and the team we played. And then you got the bigger one. It's got six big diamonds. Um, that is the Steelers' sixth Super Bowl, which leads the NFL. Because mm-hmm. um, that is, I will give them the most credit in the world. That is the best franchise in the NFL. And it's not because I played there. Mm-hmm. Um, their fans live and die by football. And they also, um, you know, they're the real deal. And there's, well, they've had four coaches in history, three coaches yeah. in history. I don't know, um, Cow- Cower and Tomlin. Chuck Noll. Chuck Noll, yeah. I guess that's it. So three. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't they don't go through coaches if you have a rough year. They just move on. Were you just there with Cower or Cower? both of them? I was with Cower and Tom. Okay. Um, this is the sixth one, which was um, against Arizona when Santonio Holmes, according to other people, didn't get his feet in the end zone. But, <laughs> but according to the jewelry I got, he did. Um, I, I also consider that game the James Harrison run back. Yes, the half, at the end of halftime. That's right. Yes. At the end of the half. So that was our sixth one, and uh, those are. Um, I tell a lot of people, I said, you know, money's cool Mm -hmm. because you can do some cool stuff and you can give back to the community. You can take your parents or your wife or your kids somewhere. But, you know, the one thing you can't ever trade in. If I'm broke, I'll be in a bus stop with those true rings on. Hopefully someone brings me a blanket if I'm cold (laughs) because I will never. Those things are the reason I played football. Um, And I was a soccer player until my senior year in high school at East Met. And and now – then I was a walk-on in college. I played one and a half years at North Carolina. So two and a half years of on-the-field 
um, competitiveness before I got to the NFL and won two rings. So it's, 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 a, it's, a crazy, uh, it's, it, it's a crazy story, but it's true. I mean, I can't make it up. What, what was it like to win that first ring? It was kind of surreal. You know, you're in the game. Mm-hmm. We're Ford Field. Well, the week leading up to it, you know you're in the Super Bowl because you can't go anywhere without security. Yeah. People are nuts. Um, and media day is not just, you know, your typical reporters. I mean, you got E there. You got Hispanics. You know, you, I mean, Mexican soccer teams <laughs> talking to me. You <laughs> know from Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, yeah. Jeff, I mean, Kelly Bedford. You know, you got, yeah, you, got all these, you got all these people there that you've seen on TV performing on American Idol, everything else. And you're like, Man, it was kind of a big deal. Now, I didn't have them all talking to me. Mm-hmm. It was Heinz Ward, Jerome, Ben, you know, whoever. But it was uh, it's kind of surreal. But you get in the game, it's a game. Um, I did have the opening kickoff in the first one. And you talk about some flashes. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I usually love the opening kickoff because it sets the tone for how I'm going to kick. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a bad kick, at least you got that out of the way. Yeah. That's how I look at it. If it's a great kick, you're going to have a great game. Mm-hmm. So those are two ways to look at it, both positive ways. But. I was approaching that ball to kick off in Detroit, and I, I looked down. You know, I'm looking at the ball, but I felt like it lightning hit right where the ball was. Oh, wow. Before I could, it was so many flashes. That was the one thing that it was cool, but uh, threw me off a little bit because I wasn't used to it. Um, but, you know, winning that, it's kind of like, okay, you won the game. You celebrate with Kid Rock and Snoop. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> have a few drinks with guys that everyone wants to have a drink with, some smoke with. <laughs> not me. Um, then you're chilling with your parents. The next day you fly back with all the families on a, on a couple planes. You're passing the Lombardi around. You're kissing it. Um, I mean, it's starting to be real. Then you got the parade. And you're like, okay, 350,000 people. Okay, this this is kind of cool. Yeah. Because we're in a stadium of 60 or 70,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all of a sudden you're, you just, you just can't. Once you get the rings in the summertime, that's what makes it real because you know you get a huge box of something. You get a little ring in it, even though they're not little, but for the yeah. box it is. And you've officially been a Super Bowl champ. Well, the crazy thing is uh, Mr. Rooney's son is, lives in Gastonia. And, huh. um, <laughs> and, and he's, he's the one that got me the tryout. He's a scout. And... Um, Looks a little bit like Rodney Dangerfield, if you ever seen him. <laughs> but he's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Um, but he's the one that got Willie's trial because you can't teach speed. Right. Willie wasn't the best running back in the world, but he was one of the fastest guys in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So let's say the world because he's one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can teach him a few things, he'll be fine. In college, you like to bounce out to the outsides because of speed. In NFL, you can't do that because those linebackers are fast. Right. Those DBs read that. Exactly. He learned to go up the middle, and he was fine. Um, but it was cool because Willie and I were Tar Heels. Um, Brian Switzer is now a return man for him. He's That's a Tar right, Heel. Baby. That's um, right. You know, it's it's really cool to see that. Actually, what's his name? Uh, man, offensive lineman Kyle Jolly. Yeah, yeah. Was okay. even there for a little bit. Yeah, now he actually coached at Washington too. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he, he yeah, coaches he the big things. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, but you know, you like you you see that, mm-hmm. 
and he, I mean, like the Tar Heels, Tar Heels have a lot of dudes that went through the NFL. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot. Right. Yeah. When I was a freshman in college, that whole defense, nine of them got drafted. That doesn't happen everywhere. Exactly. Right. Maybe, maybe four, maybe five. Nine? No. Nine out of your 11 starters got drafted. 11 of them played. Right. All of them. And that, that's very rare. So it was cool to, to know that, I mean, but, you know, when you get that level, it's like, we were cool. We continued that relationship because I was crazy. They asked me, he asked, my teammates asked him, I was Jeff Black in college. He's crazy now because I was doing, I'm a jokester. Well, you know, I uh, always had a buzz cut growing up, mm-hmm. going through college. I don't know why I had a military cut because I had, didn't, did not belong in the military. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the special forces out there, man. Cause, of course. Uh, one thing for sure, I don't want your job. <laughs> not calling myself any names, but I'll keep it real. Yeah. Um, but we appreciate you. And also, shout out to Nancy Howard, who is my business partner. Uh, we'll talk about that after we talk about this hair. But I just want to give her a shout out. But, of course. So, um, the whole hair thing. I, you know, I got in the NFL. It wasn't really me trying to make a name for myself. I just wanted to see if I could prove myself mm-hmm. and which obviously had nothing to do with how I looked because <laughs> if you can't kick you can be a pretty boy um, if you can't kick you can be underweight overweight or a Haynes model you know it doesn't matter they'll get rid of you um, so what I decided to do was every off season I would shave my head it'd be shorter than this I actually mm-hmm. feel like I need a haircut now which is crazy because it's that in between stage right now where I want to shave it or it needs to grow quick so I can do something with it. And, and, and neither one of them happening. So. And if the light hits it right, I got a ball spot, but there's hair back there, so I don't know what to do. But, but I said I'd shave it in the preseason. All right, no, I'd shave it before training camp mm-hmm. and let it grow the entire year until we were done with the season, whether a Super Bowl, first round of playoffs, didn't make the playoffs, third round of playoffs, didn't matter. Yeah. So that was the whole plan. And uh, the only thing I got done was trim my neck up, my ears, my sideburns, look somewhat professional. So I had some crazy hairdos, but the blonde is probably what you're asking about. Yes. Um, because most people do. Um, when I was younger, that was the natural color of my hair. Oh. Obviously, okay. in the NFL, that was not. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't know how women do it because I was in that chair for three hours and driving me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now a mohawk's cool, real quick. Just leave this part here, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, so I told my teammates, uh, that was the year of Super Bowl 43, I said, when, not if, we make the playoffs, I used to work for Rick Flair. Charlie guy. Wow. Yeah. So Rick and I, like, I can text him, he'll text back. It may take him a few days, but he's not sure. <laughs> Shout out to Rick, man. Uh, Woo! Yeah. Woo! Let y'all do that. <laughs> But Rick was my boss when he owned the Gold's Gym mm-hmm. over on off of uh, Sardis Road. That's my uh, neck of the woods. Which is now, me too, which is now Planet Fitness over there. That was the Gold's Gym before Planet Fitness. Yes. Years ago. Rick owned it. I worked for him. I was the cleaning machine guy, vacuuming guy. <laughs> older ladies came in, older dudes came in. I'd take them to the machines like I had trainer on my back. I wasn't a trainer. <laughs> but, it, but, you know, I was in shape, so it looked good. Um <laughs> Anyway, so I told my teammates, I said, when we make the playoffs, no matter what week it is, I'm getting my hair dyed like Ric Flair. Tribute to Charlotte. And they're like, 
oh, you, you're crazy. You won't do that. And I said, well, let's make the playoffs. We made the playoffs week 13. Mm-hmm. Clinched. Which is even better. Yeah. Clinched. Didn't know what seed yet. Yeah. Clinched playoffs. So I go on a Tuesday, which is our off day. Dye my hair. I didn't do it. It was professionally done because I know I did mine, you know, playing around when I was a rookie when New Orleans and it was orange. <laughs> <laughs> kind of looked yeah. like your cup there. <laughs> and and, and I, yeah, and I had, you know, blonde stuff that I go lay at the pool. I think it looked really cool. And I'm like, man, it looks terrible. <laughs> but I was young enough to get away with it or shave it off. Mm-hmm. So I had it professionally done. Like I said, sat in a chair for three hours under the dryer, back in the chair. You know, I'm just like, oh, my God. No wonder these women save my hair appointments for me. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, thought, I thought my woman was going to see another dude. I didn't know. <laughs> I get it now. It took you so long. Yeah. Now when I'm single, I get it. <laughs> After all the arguments. Um, no, but uh, so I did that, and I came back. <laughs> I came back to the facility the next morning on Wednesday. And Coach Tomlin, well, everyone said something like, damn, I, I should have known you would have done it. So Coach, so Coach Tomlin goes, before we start this meeting, Jeff, what in the hell are you doing? <laughs> and I said, Coach, we're going to win a Super Bowl, and I'm one of your captains, so I want to be on TV looking like this. <laughs> Nobody will miss me. He said what he said. And that was still in regular season now. Mm-hmm. And he goes, if we do that, it's well worth it. And I said, okay. So this ring right here. <laughs> I told him. He didn't believe me. I didn't really know, but I was just confident. <laughs> um, so that was the whole hair thing. And then I shaved it out off season. The crazy part about it that no, almost nobody knows. I've told Nancy. I've told a few people um, that I'm close with. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my buddy goes, so when you shave that, because I know you do it every off season, put it in a baggie. We're going to sell it. Sell your hair? And I said, my hair. And I said, who is going to buy hair? Oh. <laughs> and I said, now, Michael Jackson, okay. <laughs> Michael Bolton, yeah. <laughs> Ric Flair, of course. Probably. <laughs> Jeff Reed, my hair. <laughs> so, anyway, I said, you do it. I'll give you the baggie. And I said, and, and please tell me what you got for my hair. <laughs> if you sell it, if not, just throw it away or burn it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. So, he kept it on eBay for about three weeks and got 50 bucks. So somebody has my hair. <laughs> and we're on Facebook. I got a lot of friends. Don't know if that person may, may have burned it by now. Maybe I made, made them mad or something. I don't know. <laughs> somebody has my hair. And uh, 50 bucks for hair. I mean, that's almost worth another should I do it again thing. Um, <laughs> what I really wanted to do, it wasn't long enough, was donate it to the Locks for Love. Mm-hmm. But right. it's got to be a certain length, and I wasn't. I was three inches out. Really? Oh so that would have been a long time. Oh, my Lord. And then I had to keep getting a re-dye because it looks stupid with two colors. And yeah. <laughs> I, 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 ain't gonna, now, I thought it was dope with the two colors. I did. Yeah. Just, just me. You know, I, I can do highlights here and there, man, but I don't know if I was sitting that. I was cramped. I felt like I was in a plane, mm-hmm. an airplane, getting my hair done. <laughs> two things. Yeah. So that's the whole story behind the hair. Okay. It had nothing to do with anything besides I worked for Ric Flair, and I've told my teammates if and when we make the playoffs. I said when. And then I told Coach Tomlin in a team meeting in front of everybody. They all laughed and said, he's right, Coach. 
Because I was thinking they would be like, he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he's our captain. We we did vote for him, but he is an idiot. Uh, but no, it was uh, it was a really cool thing. And I'm actually every time I see when I go back to Pittsburgh, at least one person says, "Where's your net?" Um, but you know, at 39, I might want to look somewhat professional. I thought it was professional then, but I think it's a little bit more professional. Jeffrey, you're Pittsburgh's still a kid. You and, can do whatever you want. Everything yeah. is professional. So, so maybe next time I go back, I'll have a mohawk. Yeah. No, next time you come back on the show, you're going to have that hair. Yeah, and, and guess what? We got actually that Super Bowl 43 team, which is the one we're talking about, mm-hmm. gets honored December 2nd against the Chargers in Pittsburgh on the field. Wow. So I have to do yeah. maybe a mohawk and diet blonde. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank Jeff Reed, of course, for sitting down and talking with us on the Hustle Hands TV Worldwide Podcast. And I want to thank the creator of the Hustle Hands TV Worldwide Podcast, Chad Boucher, for allowing me to use some of this footage and get this out to you guys on the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. As always, subscribe to the podcast on Spreaker, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn or the TuneIn app. Follow the blog on Medium.com. Just search Heel Tough Blog. Guys, thank you for listening, and as always, go Tar Heels!